So a few months ago, we uh, installed high-definition cameras in our chapel. I'm kind of regretting it today because uh, all of us, we went camping last night, so we're all looking a little worse for wear. So the hair might be a little more disheveled. The stubble is visible, more than likely, probably. Uh, what you can't pick up on the cameras, though, is the smell in here, which uh, uh, really does, one can definitely tell that there, we've been around smoke. Anyway, I presume, uh, well, we are welcome, we were, we're used to for those who actually weren't camping, can you smell us? You can, okay. Uh, so yeah, the place, place, place doesn't smell great. <clears throat> yeah, it was kind of in honour of St. John Paul II, in a way, uh, and because it's, uh, we're, we're breaking for midterm now, so we were able to avail of the fact that Mass is at 10 o'clock today uh, and head out into the wilderness, uh, into the forest up behind the, the house. And it's, it's great. I think it's, it's fantastic to do these kind of things. If you've been watching <clears throat> any of the shows and recently, something which has come across there, which I, I, I must admit I never actually thought of, was that when Jesus and the 12 apostles were traveling around, they would have camped quite a lot. Right, so like if they weren't invited into towns, or like you don't often hear of Jesus and the twelve staying at someone's house. It's they travel from city to city, but you don't often hear like where they actually stayed. So it's possible, or maybe even probable, <clears throat> that not, in order to not burden people, and because they couldn't telephone ahead in advance, that you'd arrive and you'd set up camp. So you'd be camping outside the city, or you know wherever travelers would would, would rest. And they wouldn't have had much of a budget, if any. Uh, so. Yeah, it's quite likely they would have camped quite a lot. So they would have arrived in places kind of like as, as traveling pilgrims. They would have loved camping. Oh, yes. And uh, maybe would have arrived smelling like we do. <laughs> like we do today. Smelling of smoke. Uh, but then something, there was something very beautiful last night. <clears throat> um, the moon was trying to break through the clouds. It was a relatively calm night. Uh, but there was, just, there was something so beautiful about it. Uh, it was just so, so quiet. We had a stream gargling to one side of us and every now and again you get the the breeze uh blowing through the trees on occasion you get these mad gusts out of nowhere i'm not sure if you heard that about five o'clock this morning there was this gust uh for about maybe even a minute was it even a minute um but it just it sounded like we were about to head right into a storm and then it just blows off again all calm and then then the leaves gently fall on the tent making it sound like holy souls are knocking on the tent to, to asking for prayer <clears throat> but it just reminded me of just how 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 there can be so much joy and fulfillment in in the simple things you know i mean like i know grandparents and parents say it all the time oh when we grew up we didn't have tv we didn't have the internet we only had a uh, a cardboard box and we'd get days and days of fun out of the cardboard box uh but there's an element of truth in it there really is there really is i know i've mentioned this before but i think, I think it's important that God has created us, you see, for three things. For labor, for love, and for leisure. Labor, love, and leisure. And all those things need to be in, in, in balance. We're not created only for labor. I mean, the Lord does, does tell us in Genesis, after he creates man, you know, he says, be, be, uh, subdue the earth. Subdue the earth. So he's telling us to, yes, we're supposed to, now, so Jew, it doesn't mean squeeze it of all of its natural resources. Of course not. But it means be masters over the earth and subdue it. So be responsible for it. Okay, we can, there are certain things that we can use and renew and recycle. Absolutely, all good, all good. Uh, but we shouldn't be slaves to work either. Living just for work, that's, that's not what we're created for. That's 
<clears throat> that becomes a very communist mentality where you exist as part of the system, you serve the system, and as long as you can serve the system, you're useful. And when you can't serve the system anymore, you're not useful. So on you go. You know, you're not needed. So but that's, we, we don't exist to work. That, that's not a, a Christian understanding at all. We don't exist to work. Uh, so then those who can't work, those who are um, aged or ill or invalids, they're absolutely 100% as valuable as any other human being from a Christian perspective because everyone is, is, is valuable regardless of whether they can work or not. But God has created us <clears throat> where possible to work. It is not good for man to be idle. You know, idle mind, devil's playground. You see it like when people are idle, if people are living in an area where there's very high unemployment, life gets a lot more difficult there because people are bored. So they're going to, they're going to party more. They're going to be maybe, maybe a little less responsible with money and all the moral implications of, of, of that as well. You know? So <clears throat> work is good, but it shouldn't be everything. So you have to balance labor with love. Okay, so we're also called to not just to, be, to, to work and make money and build things up, <clears throat> but most importantly, to be people of love. So <clears throat> people live, firstly, out of love for God, that this should be the, the guiding principle in all we do. Love for God. Then, of course, love for, love for each other, love for husband, wife, wife, husband, and love for the children, love for those around us. That's, it's, it's fairly obvious. I won't go into it, like, but this is what we're called to, to be people of love. But then the one I want to focus on is, is today, uh, leisure. That leisure is a good thing. You know, it's like we have a, a, a beautiful world that we live in. And even this morning as we were coming back, and the leaves have started to change colour. So we were walking on this, on this brown and orange and red carpet of leaves, you know, the, but there's still relatively, there's still quite a bit of green uh, around there. So you have this green uh, overhanging branches, these green tunnels, if you will, and these just picturesque, postcard-like carpets of, of leaves. And I thought, it's just so beautiful. It's just really, really beautiful. And it's good that we can actually take the time to enjoy that. And, you know, even to... You know, to play sport and hopefully as well I was talking to some of the guys yesterday I was ho- hoping that with all this, this lockdown and that these staycations might have helped us Irish people to recognise more or even discover more the beauty of Ireland Do you know I would hope like that people now have been the, the, the greenways and blueways and all those kind of things thank god the greenways are actually increasing um, for those who aren't Irish uh, the greenways are old train tracks ro- old railways that have been out of use for decades which they've now rehabilitated and turned them into paths. But because they're railways, they're dead flat, or relatively flat. So no hills, um, there'd be some nice bridges, some old tunnels as well, built for small old trains and things. So very beautiful. But they were abandoned for 30, 40 years. They're now being rehabilitated, and, and uh, they're, they're wonderful. You see families go walking on them, you see people cycling on them. <clears throat> Fantastic. But like leisure, it's, it's a good thing. It's not, it's, we shouldn't feel guilty because we have fun. We shouldn't feel guilty because we enjoy life. It's good. It's good that we do these things. And this is what gives us a, a, also a healthy spiritual life. Do you know, when healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit, when we're, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're tired, it's going to be that bit harder to pray. It has an effect on, on, on your spirit or such. Uh, but when, when, when we see the, the beauty of creation, you see something with your body, you see it with your eyes, and that reminds you then of, of the beauty of the creator and the order of creation and, and the, the generosity of God. So all these things work together. They all work together, labor, love, and leisure. 
And then when I can get to, when I labour, when I get to do something, and I get to plant some shrubs, and I get to prune some trees, and bring in the apples, and cut the grass, and, and uh, you come in then, and then you have that kind of, that healthy tiredness after a day's work. And then you can eat like a horse, because you're after working it all off. And it feels great. And then that night you sleep like a log because you're tired because you're first after working. You're after adding to creation and making it that bit more beautiful. It's a really healthy way of living. Do you know, <laughs> one of our seminarians, um, he used to, uh, he decided, oh, I'm going to lose some weight, right? I'm going to go to the gym, right? So he'd, uh, he'd get into all of his gym gear down in the house, get into the car, drive 200 meters up the hill to where the gym was, work out, and then drive the 200 meters down. Now, needless to say, when we seminarians, his brothers, we felt it our incumbent duty to ridicule him for the, the ridiculous act of getting a car to drive 200 metres to go to the gym. Why not just have that as your warm-up? You know what I mean? Just walk. Uh, he's American, so he... <laughs> so, no, it's too far. Uh, so, but, like, this, the, the idea of... of of, of balance and all these things. So labour, love and leisure. That when when, when we, we work and we do something useful, which is good for our own heads, good for our families and good for society, we love, so all that we're, we're doing should be done out of love, not just for, for mere money or something superficial or stupid, like, limited like that. And then, then leisure, we're allowed and should have a balanced amount of, of fun in our lives. You know, days out, walks with the family. I just, I love seeing families go for walks. As a little toddler, my, my brother-in-law, uh, he has a little trailer for his bike, right? So the, the little, little daughter, they now have two. I don't know what he does now. I don't know where he puts the second one. I don't know. Uh, so when, he had just, when they had just one, they put Roisin into the little, into the little trailer behind it. She'd be in the back with a bit. She always has a big smiley head in her. Like she's, just got, she's got a smile that goes from there to there, ear to ear. And she just, faster, daddy, faster. <laughs> you know? And if you ever go on these, the greenways, you see that everywhere. Uh, just, you know, uh, daddies, and they perspiring, they go, I'm 45 now, I'm just, I'm not able for this anymore. <laughs> Faster, daddy! But it's just, I mean, these are the memories, like you go home, then there's a family photo, there we are, here we are, on the greenway, and little Roshi in the back, and, and Evine, and the whole lot, and all the smiles, and, and, and like, you could have stayed home and watched TV. Could have. But like, get out and live life, and enjoy the beauty of creation. And tell people how amazing Westport is in the sun. And tell them all about Killarney and Dingle. And head over to Wexford and stuff your face with strawberries once, to a limited degree, all in balance. Uh, and and, and like, you know, dis discover the beauty of the world and, and tell people about it. Because it's good that we live life and love it. But all of this should remind us of the Creator. All of it, all, everything we do and see and have is all a gift from our loving Father. And that way then we can, we can join with the psalmist and, and to see how, how creation sings your praises, O oh Lord. All of creation sings your praises. So may we recognize that, maybe since this is Saturday this weekend, whatever we're doing, that in our, in our leisure, we might recognize in all things the generosity of our Father and give him the praise and the glory for it. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream or via 
the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a holy family mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood, but also, obviously, we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well. So we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to, to uh, allow our mission to continue. So thank you so much for your, for your generosity and for your support. And be assured of our prayers, especially on Wednesday, when we offer our Mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors. So God bless you, and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily. God bless. Mm-hmm.